Hey guys, I'm Jason Guyman, host of the King of Pressure Wash podcast. I am a self-employed entrepreneur. I grew my pressure washing business to a million dollar business in just under five years. And now I'm helping hundreds of pressure washers start and grow their pressure washing business also. I'm helping you so that you can be the king of pressure washing in your area. Today's show is going to be an awesome show on the King of Pressure Wash podcast. Are you ready to get to the next level? Let's get started. What up, guys? Jason Guyman here. And tonight, I'm going to hit on some fun things to keep you legal, to keep you out of trouble, and to make sure that you're growing your business and that you are doing the things that you need to do to have the right stuff to grow your business. So, I know the couple weeks ago, I talked about equipment that you need to start your pressure washing business. I've talked about... Um, last week I talked about how to quote for your pressure washing business. And so I'm kind of doing a series of things that you need to do to make sure that you're properly and ready to start your pressure washing business, especially so when spring comes, you will be off the ground running. And so that way you can start making money right away. And so I talked about equipment. I've talked about all different kinds of things. And tonight I'm going to talk about something that is not no fun to talk about, but licensings and insurance. Those are the two things that I'm going to hit on the most. And I'm going to break it down so that way, that way you can make sure you have what you may need and you can see whatever you may need. And so that's what I'm going to hit on. And that is where I want to help you to make sure that you're doing this. This is one of those things that it can get confusing. This is probably one of the biggest questions that I get is, is do what licenses do I need? What insurance do I need? Why do I need it? And so we are going to hit on those things to make sure that you are staying where you need to be at in growing your business. And so that is what I'm going to hit on. If you've got any questions on any of this stuff, you can definitely ask any of your questions and I will get back to you and answer your questions on this here. So today's book, I know I've hit on this book a lot. It is one of my best books and it's one of the books that I was actually reading today in a Facebook group and they were talking about how, what books are the best books for sales. And this book came up several times. And so that's why I want to recommend this book. And when I think about it, I don't really think about it as a sales book. But when they said that, I kind of started making me think about, you know what, that does make sense of, you know, and that is Think and Grow Rich. Again, this is an old classic book. It's by Napoleon Hill. It's a great book. But when we think and grow rich, it gets us out of the mindset of I cannot make that kind of money or we can, I, Jason Guyman, you know, there's nothing special about me to make that kind of money. And, you know, a lot of times we think about this and it is definitely not the case. You are worth the $5,000 jobs. You are worth the $10,000 jobs. You know, a lot of times we don't believe it and we don't believe in ourselves and, you know, we might have grown up with that. And so this is something that you can grow a business. You can grow to six figures 
it's not that hard once you start learning the secrets and the, the things that will make your business move. You know, the biggest thing that makes your business move at the end of the day is taking action. And a lot of times fear holds us back from taking action. And when fear takes holds us back from taking action, that is what holds us back. So with that, I always like to see who we have in here. Um, we got Mr. Bobby Linden. How are you doing? Good evening. Uh, Mr. Austin, good evening. And so this weekend, it's been very cold, very cold here in the greater Cincinnati area. It's going to get to a whopping 10 degrees today is what time I think it got up to. Um, it is super cold. So I took DJ um, yesterday. I asked him if he wanted to go to Cavalcade Customs, the car shows down in um, Cincinnati. And so we went to the car show today and you know, I remember going there 10 years ago or 20 years ago, and it was probably about twice as high of it or twice as many cars. And so, you know, it's kind of interesting to see the crowd of people that are there. And so it was a lot of fun to walk around and aggravate each other. Um, I did get to meet uh, Mike. He was one of the, he's a Lexington out of Lexington, Kentucky. He does very well. He's been pressure washing for 15 years, um, growing his business. And so it was really cool day to be able to see Mike and talk to him. He was one that I learned how to do decks from. He taught me how to do decks. Uh, that was a lot of fun to do, but I don't like doing them and he still does them and he's getting $12 a foot to clean and seal a deck. And so, you know, I remember when he started doing deck sealing, he was, you know, when we started, he was like $4 and we started out at four and we started raising our prices pretty quick because I didn't like doing it. We got to six and $8 a foot and then he started raising his prices. And so it's pretty neat to see him up to $12 a foot just to clean and seal a deck. And so there is money in it. It is one of those things that you can do to make money. It's just a matter of you got to go out there, ask for it and get it done. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, but those are some things that you got to do. And again, it was a lot of fun with DJ going to the car show and getting to see some other people. And that's kind of been my weekend this weekend. Good evening, everyone. Thanks again, Jason. How are you doing, Robbie? Mr. Jeremy? What's up? Hello, Jason. How's it snowing? Not very much. That's the sucky part about it is it's just cold. We last week we were supposed to get like three to six inches and we got zero. This week we were supposed to get one to two inches and we got a very light dusting. Uh, we got a lot of rain. And so that's what we got was a lot, a lot of rain is what we've gotten. What's up, everyone? And most of the king. Mr. TC's, how are you doing? Mr. F-Bomb, what's up? From Myrtle Beach. Hello from Coastal Alabama. Just sent out a $16,000 bid. That's what I'm talking about. I love those big jobs. Hey, Jason and friends, how you doing, Sydney? Power moves coming this year. One window cleaning van and two rigs cleaning. What's up? What's up from Florida? How are you doing, Yoss? Everybody, the Riddler in California. 
need some encouragement and help. You can do it. We'll talk about that. Do you have proposal blanks for bidding? I do not. Um, I, I mean, I got some in my course, but they're not. I would probably go with chat GPT and make them better is what I would do. And I would use that to do that, to make it the best. Mr. Gino, what's up? Randy, if I stay under a minimum pressure, can I avoid getting a license in California? I guess my question is, I don't know. I, that is one place that I don't know. What do you need the license for under that pressure? Because you are going to be under that pressure. Um, and the guys that I know from California don't have any certain um, license, that, the ones that I know. We got Mr. Tristan in the house. How are you doing? Oh, an hour from Myrtle Beach. Oh, well, it's close enough. Give thumbs up. Such a great pressure washing weather <laughs> to make snow. <laughs> uh, at least we can still take down Christmas lights. Yep. Uh, maybe. Starting in Maryland this spring, bought a truck and a four-gallon-a-minute pressure washer. Hello from Florida. I'll take some of that heat up here. Black is your color. Yeah, I know it. I'd like this sweatshirt. <laughs> What's up with packages? We love packages, 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 packages. All right, so let's get this ball rolling and we'll get started here. And the reason why I'm doing this, again, I wanted to hit on, basically, like I said, a couple weeks ago, I hit on equipment, I hit on quoting, um, I hit on, basically, I'm kind of going down of how to start a pressure washing business or how to grow a pressure washing business and make sure that you have the right things for doing a pressure washing business so you don't get in trouble, right? And so the very first question that I get asked a lot, this is a question that gets asked a lot, is do I need a license? And that's a great question. And the answer is, is not really what you think, right? Because when you think of needing a license, a lot of times you're thinking of a real estate license or a plumbing license or electrician's license. And we don't need that type of license, right? The licenses that we need are from your county and city. And so these are some licenses that you will need so that you can work in those cities and counties. And a lot of times you will have to go there and you will pay somewhere from $25 to $50 or $100 and you will have to apply through the city or clerk office. And so again, the fee depends on the population how much they want you to do there. And it is required to legally operate a company in that jurisdiction. And so I never had a problem with this. I never had a problem with this only in one area, one county and one city in that county. So in Cincinnati, you have Hamilton County, you have Claremont County, which is on the east side. You have Butler, which is north. And then down in in Kentucky, you have Boone, Kenton, and Campbell. And so there was one city in Kenton County 
that was called, I think we got it in uh, Villa Hills. It's called Villa Hills. And the guy that's going around writing tickets asked me for our license. And luckily, we had a county's license because we did a big commercial job in that city that we had to get the license for the whole county. And so we had to pay it for the county. And so I didn't have to... (laughs) I never got one in Boone County, which that's where my business was originally. I moved my business over to um, over in Hamilton, and I never got one there. And so technically, you're really technically, you're supposed to get a, a license from every city that you work in if you want the technical way to look at it. Now, most people don't give two rats, but. That is what the license is in your area. Um, my area, you just need an occupations license, and that runs about $100 in Florida. So there you go. That's the license. It has nothing to do with pressure washing. It has to do with you being a business. Now, the next thing you need to do is get an EIN number, right? And so this is like your social security number, and this is how you pay taxes or how it tracks your business for that. And then one other thing that may or may not be in your state is sales tax. Um, and you have to remit sales tax. You legally have to charge and collect sales tax. And this is different from your EIN number. And this is even if you're a sole proprietary or an LLC or whatever you are. Now, the key to this is Not all states make you have to collect sales tax. So Kentucky, up to about two to three years ago, I didn't have to collect it. Actually, it was more than that. It was about five years ago. I didn't have to collect sales tax. But when the one governor came in and they wanted to raise a bunch of money, they made it a luxury tax. So anything like lawn care, maintenance, anything along those started making us have to do sales tax. In Ohio, I didn't have, Ohio was the way you worded it. If you worded it, like if you're doing something to the house, technically you're supposed to take sales tax in Ohio. So you kind of got to see what your city and county and state, this is more for the state sales tax, of what your state makes you do. And I'm just going to say that if you're in a very blue state, you're probably going to have to pay sales tax. That's just everybody wants their their money in their pot. And so this is what you have to do. Again, this is not the same as your EIN number, your EIN number. And a lot of times on your sales tax, you will have to do it quarterly. Um, and if you get over a, a, a certain amount, sometimes you got to do it monthly and it's a big pain in the neck and it's not no fun. And this is something that you will have to do. All right. So that's the boring part of the licenses. Now, the goal of this is, the reason why you want to do an EIN number, you want to do an LLC through your state, you can do the LLC through the state, and the reason why you want to do this for is, is if you have assets, you don't want them to come after you and sue you 
for your assets, right? And this can be a lot of different things, but first we're talking about the house, the stuff like that. We burned our house down, something ungodly for happened, and we don't have the proper insurance, then we are in big trouble, right? And if I own a lot of stuff, now they can come sue me personally and come after myself. So the goal of this is, is separate my business from my personal. I am not even really talking about this, but this even goes down to your bank accounts, right? You need a business account and a personal account. And these two don't match, right? You don't want these two playing together because when they start playing together, it's a way that if something happens, you're going to get sued and they're going to come after your stuff. And so you don't want them to come after your stuff. This is why you want to do this. So the first one is, is general liability insurance. General liability insurance, um, this protects the third party from bodily injury, um, it can protect property damage. Now, with that, it can also make sure you get the right insurance. And I know you can go online and get cheap insurance. But I'm going to tell you, it probably isn't going to protect you if you're not carefully making sure you get the right insurance. I know there is a company out there that insures a lot of pressure washers. And... If you don't have the property, the the proper insurance, for instance, if you don't have plant protection on insurance, so if you kill plants, and let's be honest here, what do most of the time we're going to do is screw up, and the screw up is plants, right? Bushes, trees, and they can get expensive. Um, I've replaced a thousand dollar tree. I knew a company that replaced $20,000 worth of bushes. And so you have to be careful of what you're doing so that way you make sure you're covered because the $20,000 worth of bushes didn't come out of the insurance because the insurance rejected it. So he had to pay it out of his pocket. And so unless you got twenty grand sitting around to go put in somebody's bushes, you might want to make sure that you have the right insurance because it is definitely something that you want to make sure to be able to do this. So I would tell you to shop multiple brokers for the best rate, but make sure that you're comparing apples to apples and what is going to get you to do this. And so, you know, like I said, you can get plant property. Um, there's different insurances. The next one is your auto insurance, Right. A lot of times we don't go get commercial auto insurance. And again, we want to separate business from personal because the further we separate it, the less likely that it's going to come in here and it's going to get you in trouble. Because if you have your regular auto insurance and you go and you wreck into somebody and you hurt them and you're in a company vehicle, but it's just under your regular auto insurance, that's another thing that can get sticky with us. And so these are some things that you want to do. You also want to do it so that you can protect um, the equipment, right? You can get um, extra insurance so it protects your equipment. And that way you can have the right equipment for your business. And so these are things that you want to do to make sure that if something gets stolen, if the vehicle, for God's sakes, gets stolen, equipment gets stolen, 
you want to make sure that you have the right insurance on your business. So that way, the last thing you want to do, I, I, I've seen it several times of this beautiful rig that caught on fire and it burnt down to the ground and they didn't have insurance on it. And he had probably $15,000 in this thing and it burnt down to the ground and didn't have insurance on it. He just had a nice $15,000 roasted pieces of metal is what he had. Um, he literally had zero because he didn't have the proper insurance on it. And so that's why you want to make sure of it. Another thing I would tell you too is, is make sure that you are taking pictures of everything and their serial numbers. So that way you have a record of what it is and what the record number of it, which will also help you make sure that you got this stuff protected. And again, I know this isn't the most fun, exciting stuff, but this is part of running a business. Anybody, I can teach anybody how to go out there and spray water on a house and clean it. It's really hard to teach people how to run a business, right? I can go out there and show you how to make $100, $200, $300 an hour. But in the end, this is the stuff that makes you and keeps you protected and keeps you in business so you don't go out of business. Because this can be definitely one of the reasons why people go out of business is because they wasn't properly insured and they didn't have the right light, not so much licenses, but they didn't have their EIN number. They didn't do the right taxes. And so the probably the number two things that kick people out of business in this terms is having the wrong insurance because you did something stupid and you lost everything that way, or you didn't do pay your taxes. And that's one that puts you in jail. And you don't want to go to jail. What I hear, I've never been in jail and I don't plan on ever going to jail. And so that's something that you may want to think about it. And then next is good old workers comp. I was just getting ready about workers comp <laughs> uh, for my rate was, yeah, I, I, I want to hit on this one a lot because workers comp is definitely something that you need to do. This is if you get hurt or you're people on your job get hurt. And this is so that way it covers medical bills and lost wages. And it is legally required to have it if you have a W-2 staff. Um, and so some places it depends on the percent of payroll. And this is one of the things that don't lie on it. If you go and tell them that you only have $50,000 worth of payroll, and you end up with $150,000, they're not going to say, oh, you know what? Don't worry about that extra $100,000. No, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen because I've seen it happen two times this year. One person, they ended up paying $75,000 in payroll, um, payroll taxes or uh, for their um, workers comp. And the other one ended up spending $25,000, $26,000 because they didn't say how much they were charging. And so when the insurance comes, guess what? It comes off a percent of payroll and that's what happened. And so you want to make sure that if you are doing your pay, your, um, wages for workers comp, you want to make sure that you're giving them the right numbers. And so this is why, again, you know, 
time you pay commercial insurance and workers comp and um, all these other things, this is why you got to charge premium. Because if you don't charge premium, you're not going to be in business. And so a lot of this is why I teach, you know, the most time you're going to be profitable is when you're by yourself. Until you hit the 1.2 million, that's when you start coming the other way and working it better off at the end. But getting it to the 700 to 1.2 million, it's hard because all of these things that I'm talking about, they just keep going up, right? The more money you make in your business, the more um, general liability cost, more commercial auto insurance cost, the more workers comp cost. And so that is why it is important that we understand how we have to do this. So that way we can make sure that we are doing the things that we need to do. So that way we don't get in trouble. And so sometimes if you are working by yourself, you may need workers comp to even get commercial work. So like DJ, he don't have any employees and he had to go and get a workers comp ghost plan because workers comp doesn't pay for you. It only pays for your employees. The owner doesn't get paid for workers comp. Now, if you want to know a way around it and you want to get on a workers comp so that way it covers you and I wouldn't pay yourself a lot because otherwise you're going to pay a lot more. But what I did is I, my wife owned the business and I worked there and I got, it was like $4,000 a month was my pay. So that way, if I obviously got my vehicle and my phone and all the other perks that go along with the business, but these are things that if I got hurt, I would have drawn workers comp on the 4,000 a month versus if I got hurt as the business owner, I wouldn't draw anything. And so these are things to help protect you and your business. So that way you can grow your business, right? These are the things that you have to think about when doing this. Now, I know the other thing that's a hot key that's kind of on this subject is should I do W-2 employees or should I subcontract them in 1099 these employees or so-called employees? What I will tell you is, is the IRS is cracking down on the whole 1099 people. If they are a true 1099, that means they have their own workers' comp or they're covered and they have their own general liability insurance and that you do not tell them where to go, when to be there, and what to do. And you have to make sure that you are doing this properly, right? So, in all honesty, there is no 1099 employees legally. Because I they just passed the law, or they are passing a law right now. I think they just passed the law that makes even like Uber drivers that if they want to come and go and do it, that they're probably going to be the same as employees. And so this is something that gets real sticky. And, you know, have I had people that I paid cash or 1099? Sure, I have. Um, because when I first started, I live in Kentucky. And Kentucky is very hard to get workers comp. It's not through the state. It's independent. 
and it is very hard to get workers' comp. It was going to cost me $20,000 right out of the get-go to get workers' comp on two employees. And I'm like, no. So I moved my business from Kentucky to Ohio because Ohio does it through the state, and it just made things a lot easier to do it that way, and you just pay as you go, and that is how I did it through Ohio. So that's why I moved my business from Kentucky to Ohio was so that I could get workers' comp for my employees. So that is something that you have to think about when we are growing a business and knowing what we need to do. I've learned a lot from you over the years, Jason. Thanks. So again, this is something that I know is not fun and flashy, but this is part of running a business. This is what makes you successful versus what will make you fail. And I don't want you to fail. This is not easy. It sucks. And so, you know, workers' comp and commercial insurance and all of these things will cost you a lot. The more money you make, the more money goes right out the door. And that's just the way this is. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. I'm not trying to say one way or another, this is what happens. And here's another thing that'll happen to you. You will go and you will find a pressure, you will go bid on a pressure washing job and you might have a $2 million policy. Well, to get this bid, this big job that you're bidding, it might be a $50,000, job, a $10,000 job. You need $5 million or a $2 million policy. So now you got to go and buy more policy, which costs more money, costs an extra five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 um, to be able to double or wherever you may need to be at. And so you need to take these things into a factor when you're thinking about bidding big commercial jobs. I want you to get big commercial jobs. I personally think commercial is where the money is. If you want to make large money, commercial is where it is. Is it easy? It's not hard, but it's not easy either. And so it is one of those things that you got to know how to do cash flow. You got to be able to pay the insurances you need to be able to get this. You know, DJ had to pay $1,000 a year. It was like $899 a year for a ghost policy that covers absolutely nothing to bid on commercial work from this one company that has hundreds of apartments. So if you want to bid on this, you have to go get this insurance that costs you $1,000, $800,000 a year every year to be able to have so you can say, hey, I have workers' comp. It doesn't cover me. And now, some places I was able to do that I was able to do a, um, there's a way that, uh, what's the name of it? I can't think of the name of it. You, There's a way that you can do a, um, what is the name of it? I uh, can't think of the name of it. Um, an affidavit that you sign so that way you can do this. Bonded. I was actually going to hit on this, but this doesn't really get us for pressure washing. Now, where bonded comes into play is if you are going into people's houses and what bonding does is covers theft fraud, dishonesty, and forgery. So I guess technically it probably could cover you 
for being in here for this, but most of the time, this is where people are getting bonded. And basically, what you do is, is you buy a bond of it's like ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars that you are saying. And I'm not quite sure how if you got to pay it all up front or how it works exactly. But if something happens that you are going to say this bond is going to take care of it. And so that is one of the ones that beings that we're not going inside. If you're a window cleaner, obviously you probably want to get bonded because it's a place that you might have theft. And so it's one of those ways that you can give your, your customers extra value by being bonded if you want to. And this is where we can be able to do that. We're in the wrong field, right? Ghost policies for $900 with no liability, right? That's a pretty good freaking deal. Um, you want to talk about crooked. That's just about as crooked as it can get is that right there. So with that, that is all I have on the licensing and bonding. If you got any other questions, I will answer. I'm going to scroll back up here because I did see some questions come in. And I'm sure I can get on a thing of this here. In California, I'm dealing with having a get a D38 license, trying to figure out a way around it, though. And again, I have no idea what California is. But what I will tell you is, is the more bluer the state is, the more hoops you got to jump through. Um, I do know the, you know, the EPA can get stupid out there where a lot of other places, it isn't so bad. Not to say that you can't, not every place that's the same. And is the EPA the law everywhere? Yes. It's just who's going to enforce it more. Um, and so those are where you have to do it. And that, if you want to learn more, and I would suggest you to learn more about it, so if you ever run into it, is the Clean Water Act. A lot of that is the Clean Water Act is where you will find all the information on the EPA and what those regulations are for us as pressure washers. I was wondering about this the other day. I saw a clip where someone said they took a job in the next county over. A police officer ended up stopping it and asking if they had a license for that city. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. And a lot of times you will find this too. You will find it in the little podunk cities more than the big cities because the little podunk cities are trying to get money any which way they can. And so I told you about the one city, up, it was Park Hills. It wasn't Villa Hills, it was Park Hills. And the other city was Stamping Ground in the middle of nowhere that I was actually working for the city of Stamping Ground and I still had to have a city's license. And so... It's one of those things that you have to look at and make sure that you have the right license and you have the right stuff for that city. DBA suck. If you get sued, then they can take all of your money. Well, the DBA should fall back on to the LLC, whatever that is. To be safe, and, and, that's, and, and that's a good point. So if you have two businesses and it's one business, so I'm going to give you the, for instance, if I have a Christmas light business and I have a pressure washing business. And in my case, this was pressure wash Cincinnati. This was Christmas light Cincinnati. And the main business, which will be over me, was ProServe Group. 
This was a DBA for Christmas lights. This was a DBA for pressure washing. So where you got to be careful at is, is if you get a lot of assets in one or the other, you really need to split the two businesses. And when you split the two businesses, then you're going to have this business and this business. So they would stand alone and no ProServe group. It would just be Pressure Wash Cincinnati LLC and Christmas Lights LLC. Now, when you do that, you have to have it as two complete businesses. And so what that means is, is you got to have its own bank account, its own insurance, its own everything on its own. Um, and so if you're doing a DBA and you do something stupid over on pressure washing, well, they could take all your Christmas like crap too at that point. And so that is a good point of a DBA doesn't keep it from getting all of your stuff in the whole business realm of things. To be safe, should we get a license for any county we intend to visit and work? Um, that's up to you. I never did, but and I never had an issue except in, like I said, the two places I had issues, and they were the two podunk cities. The biggest thing is, is most of the time when you're pressure washing, you're there an hour or two and you're gone. So it's not like they're going to, unless they're just driving around, which some places they'll be driving around and that's how they'll find you. So that's where you have to save that. Good day from Harvey Bay Exterior Cleaning in Australia. So it's like four o'clock in the morning there. Three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock. I don't know, but it's late there. Um, I use Thimble Insurance, $1 million policy. Mr. Big Time. I have three plus $1 million. Oh, and then there was one other insurance that I forgot to talk about. There is one other insurance that you can get, and it is a um, it is a umbrella policy. And so, basically, what the umbrella policy will do is is whatever the LLC doesn't cover, it can fall under the umbrella policy, and that's what an umbrella policy will be able to do for you. So, there is one other insurance that you can get. Regular auto insurance will not pay or replace anything, no matter if it's your fault or not. Know your numbers. Have a line item on your P&L for smaller mess-ups and plans ahead. You know, and I agree with this, and most people don't know their numbers, right? This is why they charge $100. This is why they charge $199 is because they do not know their numbers. They do not know how to run a business. And so... Again, that's why I've been hit, you know, that's why I hit on this subject because I wanted to tell you that this can happen, you know, these are things, you know, a lot of times when you're starting a pressure washing business, you're not planning on five to $10,000 in insurance and licenses and all this other stuff. And so some places it can be more, you know, you can be two, $3,000, you can be five, $10,000. If you start making a lot of money, <clears throat> they will come after you and get it later. So you're better off just telling them up front. If not, they're going to come and get it. Teach about workers comp for 2023. My rate was 4,500. And then in August in my annual workers comp on it, they increased my workers comp for 2023 by $6,500 for a total of $11,000 growth cost. It does. It's stupid, but it does. Thank you for the super chat. 
Um, jumping up and down saying, number one fan. <laughs> also, if you have a personal registered vehicle using it as a business, but not in a business name, you need a letter if your vehicle is in, in your name as a lease to the business and have commercial coverage. So, you thought running a business was easy. You get all the stuff that comes along with it. I have to deal with workers' comp at my current job. It sucks. And I would agree. Um, this year, my goal is to leave the rat race by this time next year with your suggestions and instruction in these videos. Thank you for your help. Regen Clean is going to come out swinging this year. That is awesome. That is the two hardest things to do is to quit your full-time job and go full-time. And the second hardest thing is, is get off the truck. We're in the wrong field, right? Ghost policies for insurance of $900 with nothing. California is a stupid state. They ban plastic straws for paper towels or paper straws, but put paper straws in plastic. It is true. So, what other questions do you all have? It don't have to be anything about um, insurance or that, but I will answer any of your questions. Um, and while I wait for that, don't forget, tomorrow night at Monday Night Marketing, if you join King of Pressure Wash, you will be able to learn more about um, the chat GPT and AI. I've done two weeks on it. This will be week three. And in the month of February, I'm going to go deep into how to get more commercial work. What are you, what do you need to do to get commercial work? How to get commercial work? What to write to get commercial work? How to do it? And so I'm going to dive deep into getting commercial work, um, in the month of February. So if you join King of Pressure Wash, you'll find it there. If you go to kingofpressurewash.com and at the top, you go to in-person trainings. I do have some in-person trainings coming up. I hope to have the schedule all done by the end of the next week. Um, i got to work on some places to make sure that I can do it there. And if I'm not just doing it here in Cincinnati. I've got places all over. I do have one. Um, and if you haven't, um, the Oregon one, uh, Portland, Oregon, I will be in Portland, Oregon. Um, I believe it's April, March, April. I think it's April. It's like the second weekend of April. And I'm going to um, do a class with Mr. Tim Cray. That one is up and ready to rock and roll. And so if you're up in the Northeast or Northwest and you want to learn how to do pressure washing and Christmas lights, I am going to do both of them up there in Portland. Um, I'm planning on, I'm going to fly up and I'm going to go and do it with Mr. Tim at his shop where he builds equipment for people. So I will be up there doing that in Portland. So those are what you want to be able to see. Um, let's see. Uh, Who's from Los Angeles, California? I'm new in the game. Uh, I've got a guy that is south of in Orange County, um, and he does very well. He does window cleaning, and he does a little bit of pressure washing, and he kills it in Christmas light. And this is his second year. He came to my class two or three years ago and killing it in Christmas lights. 
If you're charging a minimum of $200, you won't rake any money. Um, that's why you're, you know, DJ's minimum right now is like 350 is what his minimum is. That's his cheapest house wash. And that's what he'll go out there and do. And if he does a driveway cleaning, it's 300 bucks, right? You got to be, you got to have a minimum because if you don't, you're not going to get there. Very often I get, um, a $500 per hour. And as we keep moving forward, you know, I always push for 300 bucks an hour and I am pushing more for up to $500 an hour. There's a lot of cost that comes with it. And so you have to raise your prices. That's just the way the ball, that's the way the game goes. If you don't raise your prices, you're going to go out of business. And I don't want you to go out of business. I want you to stay in business. And I understand you're not going to close as much, but guess what? You're going to make more money and do less work. Isn't that the whole goal? Make more money and do less work. That's my goal for you. Do you have any books you have read that broke a small business insurance licensing, etc., as it relates to washing somewhat? Do you have any books you have read? Not for that crap. <laughs> the best book for that would be Profit First. Um, because it kind of talks about looking at all your cost and all of your stuff is profit first. That would be the best book I would have for that. I tell you how to get commercial, go straight to the manager of the site and introduce yourself. I did those a few weeks ago and landed a $3,000 retail shop clean. You know, this is why I talked about last week of you need to go and meet one new person every week. I recommend doing five new people. Go knock on five different businesses that you don't have a clue about. Go knock on five businesses and go find who's in charge of the cleaning and ask them, do they need any pressure washing? That's all you got to do. Go find five new friends that you don't know that own businesses. They might be the facility manager. They might be the manager they may not have nothing to do with it, but they can tell you who it is. And you know what happens when you do that? You will find a person that uh, that's in charge of 30 of them, and then you get 30 of these jobs. But it's all by asking and showing up and knocking doors and flipping rocks. The more rocks you flip, the more opportunities you will have. So this week, go out and knock on, find five new friends of who, and, and the reason why I'm calling them your friends or not your prospect, you want to become their friends, right? Because they're going to give you money. And that's the whole goal of this is, is go knock on five friends and flip rocks and five, five new friends. And guess what? Some of them are going to tell you to get the hell out of here. I don't ever want to see you again. And that's fine. Just go find another one and tell him to go pound salt. So that's what you need to do. I'm going hard in the paint on commercial this year. Residential is starting to look like vultures on carcasses. And, you know, I had a conversation in, in earlier today. And commercial is where, I mean, commercial is where your money's at. Any insider marketing strategies for that are working for anyone? Yeah, yard signs. They work amazing. Yard signs, go flip rocks, build a network. Your network is your net worth. So go out there and go find it. Get your five-star reviews. Get your Google My Business up and running. 
Those are all things that the inside marketing strategies. What would you charge for a rust removal job on concrete per square foot, big size residential in the Midwest? So I, when I did it, so I would always, because here's the thing, if you don't put a sealer over it and it rains, you're going to see the rust come back. So I, and this was um, five years ago, I charge anywhere from $1.50 to $2 a square foot. And that was to remove the rust and to put a deep penetrating sealer on it. So that way when it rains, you didn't see the rust come back up. What are you doing right now to get a job in for the spring? I'm working on my Google My Business. I'm working on my Google, on my Facebook. I'm working in the Facebook groups. Those are the things I'm writing blogs. I'm getting my website ranked. Those are the things that I'm doing right now when I can't go out there. You should have all of your posts done for the rest of the year. So you don't even have to worry about Oh, did I post today? Yep, it automatically posts. Oh, did I post today? Yep, it automatically posted it again. I have two a day, whatever it might be. And don't just sit there and be like, I'm a pressure washer, I'm a pressure washer, I'm a pressure washer. You're on Facebook, you probably see my Facebook stuff. If you see my Facebook stuff, you'll see that I'm writing all kinds of stuff. And guess what? I will bring every so often, I'll post, hey, you need a pressure washer? That's how you do that. And Jason, this was advice I got from you. Knock and ask. You know why you don't have? Because you didn't ask, right? The more you knock and the more you ask, the better off you are. Biblical principles, if you believe in it. You have not, because you ask not. Because you got to ask. The more you ask, you know what? It's the power of no. You know you're going to get so many no's, but if you know you get so many no's, you're going to get yeses. And the only way you get yeses is you got to ask. You got to ask and you got to keep asking. It's all about getting on vendors list. Absolutely. Last year, I was a $350 minimum at the start of the year. Then I put up, I put lid up to 400. This year, I'm starting at $450 minimum. It's awesome. The more you get off your butt, the more you put your name out there for work. Work doesn't come knocking on your door if you don't ask for it. I'm going to hit on this one a lot. You have to take action. If you sit there and be like, my phone's going to ring, my phone's going to ring, my phone's going to ring, but it never rings, it's because you're not taking action, right? Everybody wants the easy button. They want a big red easy button, like the big giant easy button, like put me all in on this easy button. There is no easy button in this business. I want to tell you something. There is no easy button. Put in the comment, no easy button. You have to take action. And if you don't take action and you don't go out there and start flipping rocks and knocking on doors and doing Google posts and, and putting pictures in there and asking for reviews and putting in Facebook groups and, and all of these things. And if you got some money to pay, you can do some Google, um, Google guarantee and you can do yard signs and you're going to go put out 50 yard signs a week. If you're not doing that, this will not ring. I promise you, this will not ring if you're not doing what I just said of over and over and over and over. But Jason, I've got four jobs today. 
awesome, you still got to do the stuff that makes that phone ring, right? Because if you don't make the stuff that makes the phone ring, guess what happens when you do those four jobs today? You don't get no more bunny, right? And so when you go out there and you get the stuff that you need to do to get this phone to ring, it's amazing what happens. You're going to get, you know, the reason why I do door hangers on the five next door and I tell you to post here and I tell you to put a sign here and I tell you to put your Google My Business and I tell you to get a review because I never forget Jason's like, Jason Hefner, which a lot of you know, he's from Florida. He's like, Jason, I got five leads a day and none of them came from the same source. One came from a yard sign. One came from me knocking on doors. Another one came from me putting door hangers out. One came from Facebook and one came from next door, right? Because he's there everywhere. And guess what? Things happen. You know, there is no easy button, right? That is a fact. It is one of those things that you have to remember that you got to get out there and you got to make things happen. And it's not easy. I promise you, being a business owner is the hardest thing you do. But you know what? You can do it. I promise you. Not everybody is meant to be a business owner. If you're not meant to be a business owner, you might be in a great employee that one of these other business owners want, right? Because not everybody is designed to be their own boss. <coughs> if I die here. <coughs> I know people that think they can be their own boss and think they can grow a business and they go and and this is the one that I love when I hear employ when I hear people saying you can't find good help. A lot of it is because they don't want to train them because they might know all their secrets. Well, I'll tell you something. Pay those guys really good and they won't want to leave you. And you take care of them. And it's not just pay. Everybody thinks that pay is what's the number one thing. It's not just pay. You know, if you don't treat that person right and you don't know their love language and you don't know their disc profile and you don't know how to treat people, guess what? You're going to suck as a leader. The hardest part of running a business is being a great leader. If you're a great leader, you will have a great business. That's how this works. It literally works that if you are a great leader and you can lead and people will follow you, they'll go wherever you want to go. And they will go right along with you. Now, if you go in there and you're blah, 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 and you're pissed off every time you come in there, it's your fault. You know, if this business isn't, if you have crappy employees, it's not the employees. It's you. You. Did you know that? It's you. You got to take ownership. If that employee screwed up something, you didn't do something in training to make sure that that employee knew what to do right? If you didn't put it in writing of how important it is to show up on time and they show up late, that's your fault. Your fault to letting them come in late. Or maybe you come in late and then you want to expect them to come in early. How can they, how can they, how can they follow somebody when the leader sucks? You know, the reason why I tell people to go out there and do the checklist and make sure you do it at 120% because they're only going to do it at, at 80% of whatever you do. So if you're at 80%, then they're at 60%. And guess what? You're going to be complaining that that employee sucks. No, it doesn't suck. You suck. And so for keeping you from sucking, you got to go out there and grow your business and you got to be a great leader.
And that's why I tell you to read books like John Maxwell, because he has almost a hundred books on leadership. That's why I tell you to listen to podcasts on leadership like Craig Rochelle, right? Because, and Andy Forsellis and, you know, and um, read the book, Extreme Ownership, because if you suck as a leader, you're going to suck as a business owner because it's going to be you. You will never have no more than you. You know, I had a guy, Daniel, he started a Christmas light business this year. And now he, his full-time job, he'd never done a service business. He is a coach. Um, he coaches soccer and he did over $170,000 his very first year doing Christmas lights, never done any other type of business other than doing this Christmas light business, did $170,000. He got on no two roofs. It's all he got on is two roofs. He hired people to get up there and he didn't know how to do Christmas lights half himself, let alone pay somebody else. And he did it. And so a great leader, you know, I never forget people be like, if you're going to start a pressure washing business, you need to be a mechanic and you need to know how to work on your stuff or you can pay somebody to do it. Right. A lot of times we don't read the book E-Myth and we put all these hats on and then we wonder why we suck at everything because we're not good at anything. Instead of focusing on the things that you're good at, that's where you can excel. Then that's what you need to do. My advertising strategy this year is yard signs, Google business, TikTok videos, YouTube videos, door knocking, group participation in Facebook, door hanging. Easy button is a nine to five. Anything worth having takes hard work. Exactly. My strategy to catch a grouper is not minnows. <laughs> it's cold right now. When should I start my money bushes? I would probably start in when they start growing grass. And that's being all honest. Um, your residential doesn't start. Um, if you're up here in uh, where it's cold, you won't get residential work very little until it start until they start mowing grass. That could be March. That can be April. That can be the end of April. Last year, it was almost May before people started mowing grass because it rained, 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 and nobody can mow the grass. It rained every weekend, and when it rains every weekend, that sucks for you. If you have respect for yourself, then you will respect your employees' leadership, and respect is the biggest key in having employees. You have to respect them, right? You know, and don't call them employees. It's a team because, you know what? The better the team is, there's no I in team. And when you have a good team, you will have amazing, but you have to have a good leader to have a good team. Leaders lead from the front. Uh, Mike... Michael Watkins just put out a new leadership book. It's great, like all his stuff. Um, I haven't read that book, but I guess I will. And I, Mike, I know who you're talking about. Profit first, good. A leader gets down off the top to help. It's not always being in the front. John Maxwell, the 21 Inferior Laws of Leadership is worth the read. I would agree 100%. I've read it twice. Jocko is great. John Maxwell is awesome as well. We have washed 14,000 houses and I have not washed one myself and I have no mechanical abilities at all. Yes, hire it out and do what you do well. I love marketing and sales. It's true. Google My Business is closing all Google Business accounts 
and wants people to have Google My Business get their own website or domain, they link in your... Um, they're closing down the websites is what they're closing down. They, you, they're not closing down the businesses. They're just closing down Google My Business websites is what they're doing. My first year was last year was May 1st. My first job last year was May 1st. That's what I mean. It's it, Last year, it rained every weekend, and it sucked, and it just wasn't good. So that is what it is. But other than that, I know I kind of got on my soapbox there at the end. Hopefully y'all learned something, take it, take action on it. Um, just take action, go, you know, start working on your business and not in your business. Find one to two things every day that's working on your business. Maybe it's, hey, I'm going to write the sales process for my new sales guy. Hey, I'm going to write the the system for my employee so when I have an employee. If you don't write these things down and start building these systems and start working on your business instead of in your business, when you're working in your business and you're on the truck and you're spraying water, you're doing literally a 15 to $20 an hour task. And so if you don't want to do that the rest of your life, you got to start pulling yourself out and looking at how can I do one thing every day that's going to work on my business and not in my business. And don't take these big, huge tasks and think you got to do these big, huge tasks every day. Break it down into smaller tasks. You know, take hey, I want to build a system out for the sales process. And so when you when you build this sales process, break it down into small pieces and say, all right, today I'm going to do this piece. Tomorrow, I'm going to do this piece. Tomorrow. And so, you know, 300 days later, now we have a big piece of pie that we've taken chunk by chunk out and now we're working on the business and not in the business because now when I bring that new sales guy on, I have a system for him. Now when I bring that office manager on, I have phone scripts for her. I have um, ways she's supposed to put all the information in the computer or the iPad, whatever it is. I got her phone scripts of when she gets a phone call. I got a phone script of when she knows what the objections are. And so these are things that you can do to make sure that you're setting yourself apart and that you're growing your business. Get on your soapbox. It helps us do hard things. <laughs> Any idea how much we can charge per square foot? Pressure washer in North Carolina, Napa, California, the type of insurance company. We can get any idea how much we can charge per square foot pressure washer in North Carolina. Um, yeah, a lot. 25 to 30 cents a square foot. Heck yeah. Best thing I did was get a daily planner, set priorities and goals daily, weekly, monthly, not just yearly that you put off to the last minute. You know, this is why if you haven't read the book, 12 week calendar or 12 week, what is it? 12 week, um, 12 week something that's right. It's putting it in that 12 week period. And you get stuff done, right? You get shit done. That's the goal. So other than that, I hope you all have. Um, can you charge as much as your customer will let you? There's never a max until they say no. Amen to that. Other than that, um, number one priority is take 
take action and nothing or nothing will happen. And I'm going to leave on that note. I hope you all have an amazing week this week and stay warm. Don't let your pipes freeze. And other than that, hope you all have a great night. See you all later. All right, guys, that is all the time we have for today's show on the King of Pressure Wash podcast. I know you found this as exciting as I did. If you appreciate the work we do it here at King of Pressure Wash, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And give this episode a five-star review. I would appreciate it very much. This helps me get to other people so that they can be successful just like you can be also. And if you're looking to start and grow your own pressure washing business to give you and your family financial freedom, time freedom, be sure to sign up at thekingofpressurewash.com so you can be the king of pressure washing in your area.